Renny Thomas, and you are tuning into Water Tree, a weekly podcast where the leaves are green and the roots are spread by the living waters. Welcome back to another episode here on Water Tree. This is another episode in our series of the practicality of homemaking. Now, today we will be talking about homeschooling one on one. I initially wanted to have a guest speaker here who has already been doing homeschooling and who has many years under her belt, but due to a few circumstances, I cannot have a guest with me today. But fortunately, I have been doing some research on my own for a couple of years. Um, not too long, but um, and we don't have any children. But um, just the things that I have found um, from really good resources about homeschooling that I would like to share with you. There are some things that I found that are very important to start off homeschooling. And mind you, I did not go to school for education and that is okay. And I heard many women say that they are not educators either, but um, the curriculum that they have chosen and um, even knowing the child's development has help them with tools to educate their children. Now, I will break this off into two sections. First will be the eight important things that I saw was important. And the second half would be what I chose, how our homeschool will look like and what matters to me. So this is how our episode is going to be. I hope you enjoy it. So the next time you hear my voice, we will start. So now is the part for the eight tips of homeschooling that I believe are important. And um, it's mostly four main ones with four other subcategories. So um, the first one would be Be on the same page as your husband. The Bible says, Can two walk together lest they be agreed? So, both you and your husband cannot go about homeschooling unless you both talk about what are important to to you guys and how you want to educate your children. And um, just being in the, the same page would smooth the process along the way. And of course, praying together also and asking the Lord for wisdom and for guidance as you both plan this out together. Now for the second one, what outcomes do you want to see? Now this is after you decided that you both want to do home schooling after maybe you have researched the, the good reasons to homeschool. So these are the steps to start it. Now, so what outcomes do you want to see your children 
graduate high uh, high school, um, you want them to go to a good college, or do you want them to learn a trade and have that be their life work, and any anything like that? What what are your outcomes that you want to see? So that was the second one, and the third one. The third one uh, involves uh, the state um, research homeschooling laws. Um, some may require that you take a how-to class if you don't have some college credits. Others may require a cover school or specify how records are kept. Um, most states require that you register with a local school district, completing an intent to homeschool form. Um, it is a simple document that helps you meet local compliance regulations and will keep your child from being declared truant. <laughs> this is only necessary after your child has reached the designated age required for enrollment. Um, sorry, that was my husband calling. <laughs> Next is number four. How do you want your homeschooling to look like in your home? Um, some questions that uh, you might want to um, find out for yourself. How long do you want to homeschool? Do you just want to do for the first eight years or until they graduate middle school and then they go into mainstream uh, high school curriculum um, or you want to homeschool them until they go to college? How long would you want to homeschool? And then the subcategories. What curriculum would you want to use? There are a lot of them out there, and I don't know all of them, but I will list the ones that I have looked into uh, myself. There is the Sunlight Education Ministry, Christian Classic, Forest Schools, which are only for um, kindergarten uh, age kids, Abeka, and uh, More Foundation, or more homeschooling curriculum. Um, I forgot the wordings for that, but those are the ones that um, I have been looking into. And um, maybe you want to look into that one or uh, branch out to the other ones that are out there. But that is uh, some of the curriculums. So it's good to know and pick which one. I have heard from a few families that they used more than one curriculum. I believe Obeka has a strong math curriculum, so um, they use that along with cl Christian Classic or with uh, Sunlight, um, something like that. So you don't have to stick with just one. Um, you can pick and choose which one that you think is more important to the development of your child. Next, um, you can also look into groups homeschooling groups. There are uh, co-ops where a couple of families will come together and there is one teacher and some use this for the social aspect um, to meet other kids and also for the parents that they can, you know, bounce off ideas from and or, you know, just to meet other homeschooling parents and just talk about how things are going and stuff like that. So using that co-op for multiple reasons. And I think that that's, that's pretty cool. I think I, I could see myself doing that. Um, and the last one, who will teach? Is it only you 
or you and your husband, or or you're gonna hire someone. Um, so uh, research on that and see which one works and which one's more comfortable between you and your husband. And I have heard from many parents, as I've said in the other audio, that uh, you don't have to be a, an educator. You don't have to be a teacher. These curriculums help you start and navigate through these lessons and um, just following through that and um, it's flexible it's on your own timing Um, I'm sure you have to put in some time to look over it and plan but you really don't have to be a teacher to do this and it's great for your children because uh, they're having more one-on-one time you as the teacher their teacher can see what they're good at and what they need to work on and you can focus more on the things that they need to develop. So I think homeschooling is just wonderful and those are my tips that I would recommend on how to start homeschooling. Now on to the second section. I am going to share about my own preference on um, homeschooling plan and um, and some research that I have come across while looking into it for myself. So um, I will just go down uh, uh, through the plans that uh, my husband and I have talked about and I will explain why I chose or we chose to do it this way. So We decided that we will do no formal schooling until about the age of 8 through 10 years old. And then after that, we decide to do um, sunlight education ministry and they are Christian-based and they incorporate uh, the outdoors and uh, learning about nature and all of that and that's what's important for for us and so we we want to incorporate that and also along with learning about their god and about about the scriptures and all of those good stuff that uh, we believe that are important to our family and so um, that will be around the age of 8 to 10. Then that will be the formal schooling, like a classroom setting that we will do. And along the way, we would like to incorporate uh, responsibilities at home that they have purpose and belonging, a sense of belonging in the home. So I, I don't know how many children I will have, but each one would have a responsibility at home. Maybe washing the dishes, folding the clothes, or sweeping the floor. Everybody would have something to do. And then later on, around age 10 years old, we would like to see if they're interested in a trade. And we can start that at an early age, whatever it may be, uh, carpentry or sewing or electrician or farming. I don't know, just at the top of my head, those are the the ones that came. But it, it will be whatever they are bent to. Um, and afterwards, as they grow older, um, we will see where they take interest in and we will support them if they want to join a ministry or they want to start their own ministry or work in the, uh, uh, 
in their trade, um, we will support them in that. And you might be asking why we decide to wait on formal schooling until age 8 or 10. There are some research um, that I have come across, some of the authors that um, I have read and um, have listened to their lectures are from um, Dr. Raymond Moore, last name M-O-O-R-E, and uh, he wrote the book School Can Wait, and Is Kindergarten the New First Grade? Those are the two books. And also a presenter named Joshua White focuses in on the developmental stages of children. So I have learned that from conception to 15 months, there is development of the basic brain functions. And then 15 months to four and a half years, the limbic system about relationships, those become mature in that development stage. And then four and a half years old to seven years is the maturing of the right hemisphere and then seven through nine years, it is the left hemisphere that is developed and matured, which is the, the more of the logic side of the brain. By the, the eighth year, the frontal lobe elaboration is um, being developed. Um, and then 9 through 12, the increased corpus callosum myelination. And... 12 to 16 years is the hormonal emphasis and 16 through 21 years is the refining cognitive skills and 21 up is refinement and elaboration of the frontal lobe where the frontal lobe is matured. So going back, during the time where most people put their kids in kindergarten or preschool, the brain has not enough functions to do um, logic learning and they cannot stay still they have to be doing things and um, exerting their energy by eight years old the front the frontal lobe elaboration is more mature there and so they're able to take in all the information you know your mathematics and reading and all of those subjects they are fully capable to do that in that stage and Dr. Moore, he emphasized that if we put the, the children to school too early, there will be damage to the premyelinated region of the brain. And the brain will compensate by tasking other regions, which is the in, in the lower, less adaptive ability region, and thus impair that region. So there consequences might be a mixed up pattern learning. I'm going to list off about four, four or five statements about um, the delaying of education, formal education to at least age eight. First off, it says children who start academics after age eight usually end up far ahead of the early starters. When children are given time for their minds to develop, they will experience much less frustration when academics do begin and will learn much faster because they are ready to learn it. 
In a study of 300 individuals who started school at about age 8 or later, all quickly caught up with their classes and in most cases performed well above the class average. Substantial agreement among school entrance age researchers that children who enter school later are significantly higher in academic achievement than those who enter earlier. Next one, learning problems might thus be avoided since forcing instruction on an unready child can result in learning skills with little transfer value or in turning off learning altogether. Okay, three more statements. Most late starts, usually without formal training before their first school enrollment, quickly catch up academically and often pass their more school-experienced peers. And the late starters generally excel in behavior, sociality, and leadership. If delayed, all of the learning necessary for success in high school can be accomplished in only two or three years of formal skill study. And that one was not from Dr. Moore, but um, a learning specialist um, named Rower W.D. Jr. from the University of California. And the next one is from um, Joshua White. He said... Research actually indicates that it only takes, if the brain is ready, 30 contact hours to learn reading to a college proficient level. These statements and even more, um, I, I hope that you guys go and look up these guys, um, Dr. Raymond Moore and Joshua White and their research um, that they have compiled and yeah, just do the study yourself and see if this is good for your family, if this is what you want for your children or your future children. So these are my tips and also for the plans that I'm, I'm doing. And I hope that helps. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can look up my email on the description box. Send me anything that you see that has helped you or maybe you have some suggestions. I would be happy to read your emails. Um, so leave me a message there. And I hope by God's grace that we can homeschool our children to his glory and honor. See you on the next episode.